0: Hello, Knowledge Seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now, a prescient book for our digital age, written by Jaron Lanier, a pioneer in virtual reality. Lanier's credentials extend beyond his technological innovations. He's a respected visual artist, composer, and a definitive voice in computer philosophy, with a spot on Time Magazine's list of the world's 100 most influential people In 2010. In this book, Lanier presents a compelling directive. We should seriously consider abandoning our social media accounts. Through 10 well articulated arguments, he exposes the detrimental effects of these platforms on personal well being, societal norms, and democracy itself. The book is stern in denouncing the unethical practices of data exploitation and behavioral manipulation perpetrated by social media companies. Those most likely to benefit from Lanier's insights include regular social media users, smartphone owners who find themselves constantly engaged with social apps, and sociologists or anyone interested in the social and ethical implications of technology on contemporary life. Lanier's background as an international best-selling author of books like Who Owns the Future and You Are Not a Gadget sets the stage for another thought-provoking journey into the conundrums of our interconnected world. Consider this your invitation to scrutinize the influence that social media has on your life and society at large. Join us as we explore the reasons why a temporary or permanent digital detox might be the answer to cultivating a better future. 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts. Right now, regain your autonomy online. Introduction. Why you might want to reclaim your digital independence. Imagine a world where you scroll through your feed without constantly being nudged towards someone else's agenda. It's hard to picture, right? That's because social media platforms have made us believe that we are the masters of our virtual destinies, while in reality, we're often the puppets dancing to their tune. In the wilderness of the World Wide Web, we the users are much like dogs that have been trained to follow commands. Like this, share that, comment here. Yet, unlike our canine friends, it's not too late for us to learn a lesson from our feline counterparts and choose to roam free. This narrative won't merely persuade you to close those social media tabs for good, it will enlighten you as to why you might want to do so. By shining a light on the insidious ways that behemoths such as Google and Facebook engineer your environment, this story will underscore the importance of reclaiming the autonomy that's been stealthily siphoned from you. Dive in and discover the underlying reasons why social media could be ruining your life, a phenomenon known as bummer, the counterintuitive power of randomness over predictability, and why the tech guru's children often find themselves in classrooms that shun screens. So, ready to join the digital revolution and let your inner cat out of the proverbial bag? Let's explore how to claw back control and relish in the independence the internet initially promised. Part 1. Discover how social media is curbing your free will. Picture yourself looking through bars less tangible but no less confining than those on a prison cell. You're not wearing an orange jumpsuit and there's no warden in sight. Instead, the cage is small and sleek. It's in your hand right now. It's your smartphone. When you use this device to check your social media apps, you might feel free, but you're actually under surveillance. It's not Big Brother who's watching you, but Big Data, and they're not just watching. They're steering your decisions and shaping your behaviors. Let's pull back the curtain on these algorithms at work. They're constantly observing the way you interact with your digital world. From approving a post to making an online purchase. The result? A treasure trove of personal data, awaiting analysis. Now, it's not just gathering dust. This personal dossier feeds into a complex web of predictive models which suggest how you, and individuals like you, might act in various scenarios. Consider this the algorithms may discover a pattern, perhaps one that says you're less likely to support a political contender if her campaign color clashes with your subconscious preferences. That's gold dust for advertisers and campaign strategists. They refine their tactics using these insights to tip scales, nudge your votes or sway your buying habits. It's all about selling power and you're on the market. For social media corporations, advertisers are the customers and your attention is the commodity up for auction. You might wonder how this is different from traditional advertising's efforts to persuade the distinction lies in the personalization. Old-school ads cast a wide net, but today's campaigns are laser-focused. They're built on the digital breadcrumbs you've left behind. It would be naive to think that these predictive models are always on target. Your disdain for a certain shade might defy the patterns algorithms detect. Yet when rolled out across vast populations, these statistical probabilities wield tremendous influence. Could it be that your every click, like, and share is part of an elaborate design to control your behavior? As uncomfortable as it may sound, the evidence suggests that social media is not just battling for your attention, it's challenging your autonomy. Part two, discover the hooks that make social media your digital vice. When you were a kid, imagine receiving candy every time you said, please it wouldn't take long before please became your favorite word. But what if that reward wasn't guaranteed? What if, on occasion, politeness wasn't sweetened with a treat? Contrary to what you might think, instead of giving up, you'd probably find yourself saying please more often than ever. Behavioral studies have revealed a fascinating truth. A little bit of uncertainty in the equation grips us more powerfully than the promise of certain reward. Social media platforms, the puppeteers of modern attention, are masters of leveraging this psychological quirk. These digital environments trap us in a loop of social validation. Sometimes your posts ignite a flurry of likes and shares, yet other times they fall into the abyss of internet obscurity. The unpredictable nature of these platforms feeds the addiction. Sean Parker, the first president of Facebook, candidly described this cycle. It's not an accident, it's the architecture of the system. Platforms like Facebook are not just social networks. They're slot machines in disguise, and each notification is a potential jackpot. Now, think of adaptive algorithms as the casino croupiers, subtly tweaking the odds in real time. Imagine them experimenting with the timing of an advertisement based on your behavior. Modifying, observing, measuring your responses to learn what keeps you hooked the longest. When the usual tactics stall, randomness kicks in, like a dice roll to reboot the system. Could showing you an ad at slightly varied intervals re-engage your attention? The algorithm places its bets on serendipity, and too often, it wins. Witness the extreme response to this addiction. In Silicon Valley, the heartland of tech innovation, parents are enrolling their kids in schools where iPads and laptops are swapped for chalkboards and imagination. They're Waldorf schools, and there's nary a beep nor a buzz to distract from learning, playing, and simply being. Addiction is a form of madness, and the modern world's biggest madhouse is in our pockets, on our desks, and in our everyday lives. Social media's algorithms have ensnared us with a heady cocktail of predictability laced with surprise, making us crave the next notification like the next spin of the reels. In your digital quest for likes and validation, remember, the house always wins. Social media platforms are the house, and your time, your attention, and potentially your sanity are the stakes. Part 3. How the social media empire profits from undermining your autonomy. Leaded paint once covered walls far and wide, until scientists linked it to health hazards. The answer wasn't to shun all paint, but to eliminate the harmful ingredient. Similarly, the villain isn't socialization on the internet, it's the current blueprint of social media, which prioritizes profit over people's well being. Jaron Lanier, the author, coins the term BAMA, an acronym for Behaviors of Users. Modified and made into an empire for rent. Think of Bummer as an ever turning gear that watches you, learns about you, and then auctions that insight to the highest bidder. Bummer's machinations operate through six components. First, there's the race for your attention, which too often rewards the loudest and rudest voices, awarding asshole supremacy. Then we have invasive, Budding into digital lives. Think of trackers following your every click and like. Add to this crammed content, algorithmically shoved into your data streams, and you have an unending buffet of personalized distractions. Delivered next are directions for behavior. A silent nudge here, a push there, all designed to engineer your online interactions. Meanwhile, the worst elements of the web earn. From exploiting this data in secret, sometimes steering you straight into the hands of nefarious actors. Finally, we have the construction of a fake society, where bots and counterfeit personalities dilute the very essence of authentic community. The bummer model is not ubiquitous across all platforms. Only giants like Facebook and Google have the dubious honor of ticking all six boxes, with other platforms exhibiting some, but not all, of these characteristics. It's a crucial distinction. The internet itself isn't the root of the problem, nor are the myriad of technologies that bring it to life. The fault lines run through a specific business model that treats human behavior as a commodity to be auctioned. Here's the takeaway. Don't discard your smartphone or abandon the digital realm. Instead, cast aside the bummer platforms that exploit your data And erode your autonomy. It's time to seek out and support new ways of connecting online, ones that don't necessitate selling your soul for the sake of a like. Part 4 The Troubling Transformation of Civility in the Digital Age It's said that you can judge the quality of a relationship by who you become in the presence of the other person. The same could be said about our relationship with technology. The virtual world, especially social media, has the power to cast us in surprising roles, sometimes amplifying our less savoury traits. Social media has become a breeding ground for negativity and aggression. It seems designed to draw out our inner trolls, enticing us with the promise of attention for outrageous behaviour. This phenomenon even predates today's sophisticated platforms. In the digital stone age of the late 70s, The author himself fell victim to the petty skirmishes fostered by basic online forums. These platforms push us toward a competition for status and acclaim. Enter stage left, the attention acquisition, which breeds asshole supremacy, the A in the bummer model. It's a toxic byproduct of our increasingly connected world, where the most abrasive participants often seize the spotlight, setting an unsavory standard for discourse. Why do we succumb to this negative transformation? the author posits a human, dual setting, toggling between solitary and pack modes. In solitary mode, we are more thoughtful, creative, and kind, less driven by the social pecking order. However, when we flip into pack mode, social ranking becomes paramount, pushing all rational thought to the back burner. Consider the deniers of climate change, clinging to power and status within their pack interpreting environmental concerns as a threat to their hierarchy. Social media amplifies this pack mentality, where status is king and the most sensational voices drown out the rest. As posts become more outrageous, they draw more eyes, creating a vicious cycle that skews online interactions towards hostility, a societal tilt towards the unpleasant and the extreme. Yet, not all platforms fall into this trap. LinkedIn serves as a counterexample. There, the atmosphere is less about social strutting and more about professional exchange. As a result, members show less propensity to slip into the role of the digital age asshole. It's a call to awareness. As you navigate the online world, stay vigilant to the kind of person you become in your digital interactions. The fabric of civility is at stake, and it is through our clicks, posts, and comments that will either mend it or tear it further apart. Part five, understanding the impact of social media on our grip on truth. In the digital era, the line between reality and fiction has never been so blurred. We turn to the internet for guidance on almost everything from selecting healthcare to picking our next favorite comedy sketch. But if you look closely at the foundations of these decisions, you might find they're built on a bedrock of deception. In the digital marketplace, you can add thousands of followers to your social media profile for the price of a nice dinner out. The truth here is both bizarre and unsettling. A considerable number of our online peers are nothing more than programmed bots. These imposters don't just inflate follower counts. They can create the illusion of popularity and trustworthiness. This phenomenon of fake mobs and faker society, component F of bummer, distorts reality far beyond individual user experiences. Consider Ashley Madison, a service that appeared to connect individuals looking for extramarital adventures. Reports suggest the platform was populated largely by these fakes, designed to lure in and profit from hopeful users. This deception seeps into more than just dating websites. It feeds and amplifies the wildest of conspiracy theories. Bummer platforms thrive on the sensational. Paranoia drives clicks. Clicks bring engagement. And engagement is the currency of the digital age. Yet the consequences can be dire. Take the case of vaccines, a scientific breakthrough that has virtually eradicated numerous deadly diseases. Despite their proven efficacy, bummer-fueled misinformation campaigns have convinced some parents that vaccines are a danger to their children. It's a disturbing trend. As fake narratives circulate with increasing intensity, they threaten not only individual lives, but our collective understanding of truth. Smart, well-intentioned individuals are being misled by voices that don't even exist. The digital age promised to expand our horizons. Instead, we find ourselves navigating a mirage. Where truths are not self evident, and beliefs are often shaped by the ghostly whispers of non existent entities. We must deal with the unsettling reality that our virtual companions, sometimes our advisors in significant life choices, might be mere echoes of somebody else's programming. Part 6 The Digital Divide How Social Media Sows Discord and Dulls Compassion. Crying fire in a crowded theater can be a crime or a public service, depending on whether the danger is real or imagined. The implications of our words hinge on the context in which they're spoken, a concept we meticulously navigate every day in our interactions. Yet, when it comes to social media, context is often the first casualty. Here, in the realm of bummer, individuals are reduced to metrics, likes, comments, shares, Your digital worth becomes a tally, a scorecard of engagement that drives many to take remarks out of context, sometimes leading to vicious online attacks or public shaming. Authenticity is lost in a sea of manipulated photos and misrepresented statements. The relentless pursuit of higher numbers erodes the depth and richness of culture. Media outlets, under pressure to keep up with the demand for viral content, often sacrifice quality journalism for clickable headlines and shareable sound bites in the echo chambers of social media polarization escalates leaving little room for diverse perspectives or challenging ideas this myopic focus has a dire consequence the corrosion of empathy when all we see online is a self-curated echo of our biases and preferences the plight of those beyond our algorithmically assigned bubbles feels distant, their experiences alien. Bummer divides the world into a mosaic of personalized feeds, creating a labyrinth of parallel realities where shared understanding is rare and fleeting. Picture a room with everyone absorbed in their own screens, reacting in isolation to a private stream of joy or outrage. If someone laughs aloud or gasps in shock, You're in the dark about the cause. We're all in that room on social media, perennially puzzled by each other's reactions, unable to partake in a universal narrative. In a world that thrives on connection, social media has paradoxically managed to isolate us into individual silos, bewilderment replacing solidarity. Instead of bringing us closer, it has splintered the population, making it harder to stand in someone else's shoes, harder still to journey together. We are, to each other, increasingly inscrutable. And that makes understanding, let alone compassion, a scarce commodity. Part seven, how emotional turmoil keeps the gears of social media turning. Imagine navigating a virtual environment riddled with traps designed to siphon off your joy. This is the stark landscape of the bummer model where your peace of mind is the cost of entry. Social media casts a vast web of comparison that reaches far beyond your immediate circle. Suddenly, you're not just grappling with occasional envy of a friend's new car. You're up against the curated perfection of millions. It's a battle of self-worth that you're statistically rigged to lose. Facebook's internal researchers don't shy away from their findings. The platform can cast a shadow on your mood, all without your conscious awareness. There's no pride in such a revelation, yet they highlight their control over user emotions. To advertisers, the true patrons of Facebook, the ability to manipulate sentiment is covetable currency. The platform champions connectivity and global binds, but leaves out the insidious toll exacted for this service. Consider this. The benefits Facebook offers could coexist with respect and privacy, sans the exploitation. Imagine a digital world without surveillance, without ulterior motives, where community and connection flourish unimpeded by the yoke of manipulation. Why do we keep coming back to a game rigged against us, a game that nurtures our insecurities and perpetuates dissatisfaction? Because bummer has monopolized the board. The game is everywhere and it's hard to find a corner of the digital universe not touched by its shadow. The human impulse to compete and the fear of missing out propels us into its arms time and time again. But this game of endless competition against a world of contenders only spins us deeper into the spiral of discontent. If you were content, grounded in reality and genuine relationships, Burma would lose its grasp on you, but in states of anxiety and inadequacy, You become the perfect consumer of these platforms, fervently clutching at every like as if it were a lifeline, feeding the very system that undermines you. The stark truth is that bummer thrives on your unhappiness. Each moment of dissatisfaction is a moment spent on the platform, a moment monetized, a moment that propels you to feed the machine that starves you of true fulfillment. Part 8. The Hidden Price of Free Social Media We stand at the crossroads of a new era where automation threatens to render countless professions obsolete. Translators, for instance, face a growing challenge from tools like Google Translate. Yet the intelligence of such software is largely a mirage, one that feeds on the freely given labour of multitudes. Every snippet of text you convert on a translating service, every bit of data you input into the digital ether, it all becomes fodder for the ever-hungry algorithms. When you freely translate a poem within Google's ecosystem that works silently yet significantly contributes to the fine-tuning of its translation algorithms without a dime or word of gratitude offered your way. Bummer platforms excel in drafting users into a grand unpaid workforce, providing the raw material for the next wave of automation all the while warning of the coming obsolescence of human labor. It's an ironic twist. The very entities heralding the age of the robot are also the ones harvesting our intellectual efforts without compensation, endangering our financial stability in the process. Undoing this imbalance calls for a revolution in the business model that has so far defined Bama. Changing the guard is not a pipe dream. Visionaries like Ted Nelson envisaged a digital world where content is exchanged for micropayments, establishing a virtuous cycle of creation and remuneration. But the Internet's architects chose a different path. They upheld the ideals of free and open software, a path that ultimately paved the way for an ad-driven model that surreptitiously monetized our digital interactions. The allure of cost-free platforms like Gmail and Facebook has led to immense growth, but at what cost? In return for zero fees, we've surrendered our privacy and our intellectual property rights. It's a Faustian bargain that's left users shortchanged. There is a possible solution, a world where users pay a nominal subscription for the media they consume and, in turn, receive payments for their contributions. At first glance, it may seem unappealing, given that we're accustomed to cost-free services. But this model promises to restore balance, ensuring that those who fuel the digital machine are justly rewarded for their efforts. It's a model that values participation and ensures that as we move forward into a new digital frontier, we don't leave our rights and our wallets behind. Part 9. The Unseen Threat to democracy lurking in our social feeds. Democracy thrives on the hope of progress, the belief that each day will bring us closer to a future brimming with justice and equality, but beneath the surface of our social media feeds, an insidious force is at work, one that could derail this hopeful vision. The early adopters of each new social network are typically the zealous trailblazers, young and passionate, eager to lever the world into a better place. As they connect and campaign, however, the bummer machine quietly catalogs every click, like, and share, building profiles more comprehensive than any secret dossier. This surveillance feeds into a cycle of polarization. Social media by design enables the siloing of communities, streaming each subgroup a tailored narrative. The end effect? A simmering of intolerance and frustration, making users ripe for manipulation, nudging them ever so slightly toward the fringes. Let's delve into a case that stirs the pot of the political sphere, the period before the 2016 US presidential election. Society was taking significant strides in LGBTQ acceptance, with triumphs like nationwide same-sex marriage legalization and greater visibility for transgender people, a renaissance in social progress linked in part to vibrant online advocacy, but bummer platforms have an Achilles heel. They amplify the caustic over the constructive, the outrageous over the reasonable. When those with a penchant for bigotry realised this, they unleashed a torrent of vitriol on these very online forums that had previously championed inclusivity. This regression wasn't just digital chatter, it echoed into the real world. Individuals with starkly anti-LGBTQ views rose to prominent political positions, reflecting how online discourse can ripple outwards with profound consequences. Social media, as it currently stands, is a saboteur in disguise. Each promising movement, each wave of optimism, is reduced to a mere marketing segment, a target for those with the means and malice to bend the narrative to their ends. If we allow bummer to reign, it ensures the political sphere becomes hostage to the highest bidder or the loudest voice, corroding the very foundations upon which democracies are built. Part 10. Escaping the Digital Dogma. Reclaiming Humanity from the Grip of Social Media. The analogy of social media as a cage, where behavior is monitored and manipulated, hardly scratches the surface of the true scope of bummer. Imagine instead... A social order that reaches into the personal domain of billions, subtly shaping beliefs, desires, and perceptions, a digital doctrine for the masses. This overarching control and influence positions Bummer not as a mere set of platforms, but as a pseudo religious order for our times. It responds to humanity's eternal quest for meaning with the cold gospel of optimization, where the sacrosanct duty is to rank, refine, and rise in the digital hierarchy. But, unlike the spiritual traditions that probe the great mysteries of existence, Bummer reduces everything to data and algorithms. Google's mantra to organize the world's information is emblematic of this shift. In Silicon Valley speak, all of reality is but information to be cataloged and coded. This digital evangelism leaves no room for the sacred no alcove for the transcendent. In the church of Bummer, clicks and likes are the highest virtue. This new ideology heralds a world where hacking the human body and mind is the ultimate aspiration, invariably leading to the disavowal of the human soul's uniqueness. Under Bummer's watch, humanity is demoted to one node in an endless network, an avatar to be measured, a profile to be analyzed. Considering the sanctity of personhood, the digital directive of optimization does not merely oversimplify. It obliterates our very essence. Within this virtual congregation, you're reduced to a collection of interactions, your value distilled to engagement statistics. Deleting your social media accounts is not just about privacy or resisting addiction. It's an act of defiance against a system that seeks to hollow out the human experience, extract your individuality and repurpose it as fodder for an insatiable algorithmic entity to choose to step away from bummer is to choose to honor the complex beautiful and unquantifiable nature of your existence it is to assert in the face of a digitized orthodoxy that your soul is not up for optimization reclaiming your soul from the digital dogma is perhaps the most potent act of resistance available to us, one that allows us to say, with clarity and conviction, I am more than the sum of my data. Final Summary Diving headfirst into the vortex of social media feels increasingly like a voluntary confinement, a space where our every click and like are under the microscope, shaping the very fabric of our experiences. The culprit of this invasion goes beyond the tools and apps we use. It's Bummer, a pervasive business model that profits from manipulating our digital footprints and packaging them for advertisers. Social media's influence runs deep, promoting discord and magnifying our worst impulses while chipping away at our economic resilience, distorting our political landscapes, and eroding the sanctity of our personal identities. The pursuit of a better social network One that honors privacy, encourages decency, fuels democracy, and respects our intrinsic humanity, is not just idealistic, it's imperative. For those seeking to halt the spiral of negativity and reclaim agency over their digital selves, the path is clear. Log out of the bummer ecosystem. It's not a call to abandon technology or connectivity, but an invitation to support and create platforms that nurture rather than exploit, that connect rather than divide. The day we collectively close the chapter on Bummer will be the day we step towards a more hopeful, holistic, and human-centered online existence. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book,